Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Oh, let me press it over here, too. So I just pressed it. Yo, yo, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Dude, do you, uh, I have to see the screen, bro. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Look towards the top. Do you see a, um, a dial all the way down to the left? At the top part where you press the play. Yeah, I need to see that. I would have to see it to know what's going on. Uh, it's not, it's not music. Difficulties, y'all. We'll be in here in a second. Nico <laughs> in the building making auntie. Melly with the jelly making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than yeah, half baked. Love is at war. Right. Hit the general. Yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. Yeah. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody. This is ethnic ish and more. Hey, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doin' past the political shit, nigga. They doin' relationship shit. Like, my girl ain't mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood.
This is my moment of truth. Been to the mic and the booth. Talking shit with the proof. Put my brain to some youth. Coming up, yes indeed. Your problems I don't need. Stay humble with the creed. My nigga super T. The way my pockets sit out. I'll be damn if I sleep in. Don't let my money work me. I'm busy on the weekend. Heavy load on my chest. Can't think about no rest. Life gon' give you a test. Don't focus on no stress. Because I'm the first one up the last one sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. Early bird, get the word. You can't eat if you sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. The first one up, the last one sleep. What? I was super tea, hopping up for like a week. Damn, Loki whole life a movie, but it ain't no addict. Keeping everything a hundred, all up in my action. When it comes to ambition, gotta complete my mission. Blind to the phony niggas, I see some new vision. Money call me the state, I'm just trying to be great. Just let know all the hate, make sure your pocket's straight. Feeling energy, so watch how you come at me. What goes around, come around. If you don't know this, you gon' see. The first one up, the last one sleep. The first one up, the last one sleep. The first one up, the last one sleep. Early bird, get the worm, you can't eat if you sleep. First one up the last one sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. The first one up the last one sleep. I was super tea, hopping up for like a week. Damn.
when I'm inside and you don't want to vibe to. They can cop you purses, but baby, they can't buy you. Can't be out here fighting in these streets, can't ride you. Every time a bitch hit me up, run it by you. I know what you need, baby, just get comfortable. We can take a trip, baby, where you want to go. I be fucking with you, keep it on the low. If them hoes is hating, no, they gotta go. Girl, I'm by you. Top down breeze, but I'm not true. You get me on my square, but I'm focused. I've been in my feelings lately. Think I might have another baby if it's for you. And I don't want you in my face. I don't want no nigga in my place. For you. You know the past I can't erase. But exes can't be coming in your space. So For the Lou has teamed up with attorney Roderick White to pay your bills. Paying the bills. Pay my bills. Pay my bills. One lucky winner will get their bills paid up to $500 each month. You gotta pay the bills. Wanna win this money? Wanna win this money? Just by logging on to 963thelou.fm and registering to win, we're paying your bills this and every month with attorney Roderick White and 963thelou.fm. Hey, turn up, turn up. Uh, turn it on up. We back on another episode of Ethnic Ish and More. Episode number 101 called The Level Up. Man, how y'all doing tonight? Amazing. We got everybody in the building. Shout out King Bone in the building. Yes, sir. What's good? You hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Yeah. Shout out, bro. Shout out Attorney Roger White, as always, coming to kick it with us. Thank you for having me. Man, always. Y'all, as you see, I'm at the crib today. My son got COVID, so I had to post up at home. But we ain't called the Postal Podcast for no reason. Rain, sleet, or snow. We in this hole. We're going to make sure that this podcast is going to happen regardless. I'm in here cooking pizza at the same time as trying to give out content. It's a little weird not being in the room with everybody. So now I'm starting to see how the guests feel. Uh, I always wonder how I felt on the other side, and now I'm here. So we're just going to make it work, man, as best as we can do. And as always, man, I'm your host, Nico the Great, and I got two wonderful people with me as always. Man, it's the past master, man. Hey, Granny, you've been demoted. I'm going to go ahead and just say, hey, hey, wifey at home, I at home producer. I'm going to shout you out all year, boo. Love you, babe. Shout oh, that was all sweet and stuff. I want to yeah. shout somebody out. Hey, boo. I don't even have a boo, though. Um, but it's your favorite motherfucking big jizz. Oh, 
It didn't sound right. I'm yeah, going it's, back it's to Granny. A, it's a, it don't got the same ring, but shout out to Wifey. It's so sweet. Wifey, but I'm definitely Keep going back to Granny. Granny be staggering the fucking up, so we ain't got you know, time to play hey, with her. You already As know Granny always. cooked that good chili, so and it's single digits, so I need that chili. Look, man, it's cold outside for sure. I don't know. Hey, Bo, you at the crib? Nah, I'm at my manager crib. Okay. Okay, yeah, man. I was just at the crib. So Super cold in Chicago had me driving through a snowstorm. Horrible, bro. Yeah, it's nine degrees right now. Oh, no. Chilly. I ain't with that, man. I don't miss that. At all. I mean, St. Louis be cold, but we still at least stay up in the high digits, but it's been getting worse and worse by the day. I'm just glad we're in Virginia right now, Anybody know what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I seen dude caramels go off the side of the damn uh, e way. Look, Roger, they could it could have been some driving tips used <laughs> when I was driving home from Chicago because it seemed like everybody doesn't pay attention to when the snow hit the ground. Everybody's still driving at the same rate. I'm driving 45 on the highway. You're gonna have to go around me because I don't care. And next thing I know, I seen at least 10 cars drove off the side of the road in ditches because everybody want to keep driving like the snow not on the ground. It's like, you got to switch up in the inclement weather. I mean, you thought that was obvious, but clearly it isn't. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right. You have to adjust. You have to address, adjust your driving for the conditions, whether it's nighttime, whether it's rain, whether it's sleep, whether it's snow. You got to adjust that. The other thing that people don't adjust for inclement weather and nighttime and things like that is they don't stop texting. They don't, they don't stop, you know, messing around on their social media. And you, you shouldn't do that when you drive in period, but you darn sure shouldn't do it when you're driving in the snow at night and all that kind of stuff, you know? No, that's a fan. Look, that's the one thing, like I said, I got it bad with texting and driving. I get to the point now I put my phone to try as far as I can away from me, me too. because I'm, it's just like a habit. No matter what your phone, you just end up picking it up. And it don't even be nothing worth checking. You just so used to always being still and checking your phone every five minutes or so. So you still do the same thing driving. But when that snow switched up, I made sure to put it in a pocket I couldn't reach. Cause I'm like, I'm seeing people still driving in Texas. And I'm like, y'all, y'all ain't gonna crash into me. I ain't got time to be stuck in the middle of Chicago in a snowstorm. Right. Man, man, man. Well, it's back to another week, man. One old man, episode one hundred was off the chain, y'all. Man, it was, look, for those who wasn't able to view or wasn't able to be a part, I had a blast at the 100th episode. I was drunk as hell by the time I got home. <laughs> Good sleep. But it was, a, it was a dope night, man. We got to just go. We had some food. Shout out to Gourmet Soul for uh, you know, donating that catering service to us. And everybody that came kicking with us, Jay, B-Love, Mark Cable Toes, Curtis, Daryl, they homeboys, the owner of Gourmet Soul. Man, it was it was a uh, my girlfriend. Man, it was a it was a night to remember for sure. Man, we hey we had a blast. We looked good. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing show. Man, mm-hmm. and, no, and it was the interaction. Bad. I was like a superhero in my little suit. Every time I put the suit on, I try to go like this and turn to the left and stuff. So I feel like I'm out here for the take off and swap. Man, okay. it was a fire ass <laughs> episode, man. We got to keep. Can't wait till the two hundredth one. That one we go. Somebody gonna put us on the stage for that one. And Zeus Rebel Waters came and showed out, man. Hey, fire. Definitely came and shout out. Shout, and shout out to him for bringing some music. I'm still pissing and bring no donuts, but I'm gonna be cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm upset about right that because I'm definitely slid in his DMs like, hey, bro, bring me donuts. Yeah. 
Um, I know you cooking donuts, nigga. Like, put them on the table. Uh, donut after some fish. I don't know if that go together, but it would have that night. Hey. So I'm, I'm still upset. I'm gonna find a donut spot that I'm go go support. Definitely. You want you want me to hit this numerology corner? You want to hit it? Um, actually, I'll let you read it this time. So we got the number 101, y'all. I know we said we would stop, but episode 100, it was just so dope that we said we'd at least try one more week, see what these numbers looking like. So the number 101 signifies that life will seem hard at the start, but everything will seem easy and productive within some time. In other words, you should never lose your hope in starting over your dreams. More so, you have to do everything you can to start your journey well. Equally, it will take your, it will take your great time to become someone great in the community. Mm. I like that one. It, nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing happens overnight. Even the people that, that, that go viral, and speaking of viral, shout out to Nico the Great and Bree for going viral. Uh, you know, but even going viral, you got to learn how to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maintaining that takes time. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, this numerology corner might have to stay for Hey, man, I'm going to keep looking it up until it don't make sense no more. <laughs> yeah. At this point. But look, speaking of like, and, I, and I'm pretty sure everybody can attest to that. Bone, you can too, because when you, it's a lot of people that start music. You got some people that go hard off of one song, and that song never go nowhere after that. But then you got some people that learn that consistency is like, all right, I figured out what I did. This the formula. I got to keep going, keep pushing it. So, I mean, how can you speak to that? Uh, well, first, first of all, the first thing you said that that's very valid because like a lot of people think that you know what I'm saying if you make that one song, you don't gotta keep following up with great content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you gotta stay consistent on everything. That's very important for show, for show especially with, with in fields that we're in, entertainment, podcast, music, content always gotta be new and good and fresh and up to date. So. For sure, for sure. You definitely got to keep it moving. That's a big fact. A lot of people fail at that. It's like, that's why, like, when we always explain, you got that one person that go viral on accident, and they don't know how to, because they ain't never put the video out thinking it was going to do nothing. They were just putting it out, or it was a random moment. And then it take off. And it just just did. No, go ahead. Uh You know, so. so, No, I was just agreeing with you. Just hit. Yeah, it's just white. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the the thing that jumped out to me is uh, when you say you have to prepare to start your journey well, right? And that is even before you blow up at whatever it is you're doing, music, business, law, whatever it is you're doing, I think you got to prepare. And you prepare by, one, saving your money, protecting your credit, and getting ready to do something, right? Because to build anything requires capital. That's where you save your money, and if you don't, ha- and 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 you gotta have good credit because the bigger you do things, you gotta ha- you gotta be able to go get you gotta be able to go get capital from other places. So that was the thing that jumped out to me is you gotta be ready, you gotta prepare to start your journey well. Yeah, and you can always tell like when people doing stuff, as most people know, piss poor preparation is not gonna get you to where you're trying to be in your life. So if you can't even at least map out your, and you don't always have to have it. 100% of the way because everybody going to learn. It's, I'm pretty sure it's people in the highest spot still learning as they going. But you just, but they had that consistency. They had that determination. They had whatever drive or focus to make sure that they was going to tunnel in on what they're doing and they're going to keep pushing at it. And you got to be able to accept failure because a lot of people, something go bad, 
then they want to quit after that. And it was like, well, you really ain't had a passion for it like you thought you did because the failure come with everything you do. If Michael Jordan would have quit hooping after he got cut in the sophomore, we wouldn't be out here rocking these shoes that made him a billionaire. Yeah. Like, and so many people that was like, damn, man, if I had quit, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And if you had a moment, some breaking points where you're like, man, I don't want to do this no more. But then you got to realize your purpose for the whole reason why you was doing it in the first place. And then once you can kind of put that together, it's like, all right, man, stay focused, stay drive. It's some bumps and bruises that going to come everywhere. But once you get to where you're going, the bumps and bruises just laughs at. Now you're just looking back like, damn, bro, we had to go through this to get here. Now look at where we at. Now I can go in all these rooms. Now I can talk to all these people and make these moves. But had I quit two, three years ago when that, when that bump came up, I'll still be doing the shit that I said I wasn't gonna do with my life. And it's like they you know what they say? they say? They say you learn more from failure than, than you do from success. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree because you realize, all right, this one, this is what I did wrong. Let me tweak it here. Just like you having a business plan. If you know your business plan is solid, everybody may not believe in it. So if you pitch it to one person just because they say no, don't mean the next person gonna not say it. Take one year yeah. to get to wherever you're trying to make happen. People so used to they, they don't want to deal with that rejection. When you got that fear of that, then it'll stop you from doing what you want to do because it's like, well, damn, I got it. I got a good enough product, but I don't want nobody to tell me they don't like it. It's like everybody not built to like what you're doing or everybody, it's not, whatever you're doing is not for everybody. So you just got to take it in stride, take the bumps and the bruises and keep going. Well, you know, it's like that in everything. Relationships, you know, I, I honestly think I'm a, I'm a good husband in this, in this marriage because I was a, a horrible one in the first one. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So well, you, you, you think about it. You go through a bad relationship, and then you get in, you decide, hey, I'm going to try again. Yeah. You get into it with somebody else. you like, hey, I know not to make the same mistakes I made in the first time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Simply because, hey, I know what that headache feels like. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a, a, as we as we all, you know, moving forward, it's episode 101. It's called The Level Up. We got some great people in the house tonight. We got attorney Roger White. We got King Bone going to kick it with us all the way from Aurora, Illinois. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to kick off these random topics because I already see Nico the Great got to go take care of the young light-skinned one. <laughs> young Jeff out here battling that COVID. So uh, I, I, I want to – I already know what, you know, Jizz, Nico, I know what y'all short-term goals are for the first quarter. I, I want to ask King Bone, what's your, what's your, go, what's your goals for the first, ter- uh, first quarter of 2022? Uh man, my main goal right now is just drop new music, bro. Like that's the main thing for me right now. Just get out new music, uh, you know, more content, more videos, you know, stay productive. That's that's really it for me, man. Attorney White, what about you? You know, for me, uh, uh one of my New Year's re- well, my New Year's resolutions were these three: God, family, entrepreneurship. I want to be more than just a lawyer in in, in 2022. Uh, that's that's, de- dope. that's definitely, that's dope. you know, I, I realize more and I, I thank Nico for this all the time. If you would have told me two years ago that I was going to be on a show and I was going to be doing this, I'm like, man, I'm a teacher. I go, I teach and mm-hmm. I go home. And in the last year, I have found myself doing way more things outside the classroom. And it's, it's crazy, but I'm loving it. But it's dope though. You know, so, so, Giz, I, I, we don't get a chance to really, you know, holler at you about a lot of your stuff going on. So, what, what's your goals for the first quarter? What can we expect from Big Jizz in this these next three months? The next three months are bananas. Um, I am writing another book. I will release my sixth book 
by March. Um, you know, I started a book writing academy. So I have 13 clients now. I want to double that, so I want to have mm. 26. So everything is it's business for me. It's books. It's these academies I got. It's these courses I got. Um, I have a, a huge financial goal for this year, so it's literally all gas for me. No breaks. That's what's up. Yeah. So, so now that Nico's back, man, we're going to get into some of these random topics, man. So, uh, okay. first, I, I, I want to ask the lawyer, you know, I want to <laughs> I wanna ask him, because this is a legal thing for real. Did Dr. Dre get off, you know, did he get off easy? Like, what's yeah, your thoughts? Yeah. He got off, he only got to pay a hundred mil, so... Yeah, I, I think I think he I think he got off uh I think he got off pretty good. Because, you know, one, you never can tell how much money he really had, okay? Mm-hmm. He you know, everybody got some stuff stashed away here and there in their mama's name or their brother's name and stuff like that, right? So and he's a smart man. So if he was happy to give her a hundred million, he was dodging he, he was dodging a much bigger number. Yep. You know? Ooh. But, but, but that's the thing, right? That's the thing about divorce. I don't care how successful you are. Divorce will be the most expensive thing any man ever goes through. Whether you call him a partner, Dr. Dre, uh, divorce will be the most expensive thing. I remember something my mother told me is that be careful who you lay down with and be careful who you marry. Because divorce will be the most expensive thing any man ever goes through. <laughs> and look, he, he really did get off easy because she, you know, she wanted like they had like a hundred thousand for a cell phone bill monthly. Like her numbers was crazy; it was coming out to, to like damn near ten thousand or like ten million, like monthly. But she was trying to get half, so him to give her a hundred million, he was looking at giving her like four hundred and fifty. Yeah. How, how long had they been married? 20 yeah, some years, years. Yeah, roughly about 20 years yeah, 20, 20 yeah. some years and what it was is she i mean he had a prenup but her lawyer was able to fight it and say she signed it years ago under duress and yeah all of this type of stuff which i don't know how you prove that but she, clearly her lawyer is good well not that good to get the money that she wanted but good enough to get the uh what's to call it thrown out but i mean i feel like he fared well because i mean if he keep going Shit, what he doing, I'm sure he got good residual money just from all the artists he done dealt with and put into and then all the business ventures that we never know about this celebrity's doing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's gonna get that hundred mil back in a good, I'll give it no more, two years, if that. And it's you like know what? the other part of it is you can't pay for a good night's sleep. You can't pay for peace of mind. And if a hundred million, if you got a hundred, if you got three, four hundred million dollars and you gotta give up a hundred million dollars so you can sleep. Have peace of mind and focus okay. on the next play. It's, it's money well spent. Yep. It's money well spent. I would definitely do it. It's just like I'd rather give you this money so you leave me the hell alone <laughs> than you be stressing me out every five <laughs> minutes trying to get money. Like who want to make a payment to somebody every month? Right. Like, <laughs> oh my god. You know that that, that child support's a mug, man. So just go ahead and cash out and be done with it. Be done with it. <laughs> so man, look. Moving on, man. We uh, hey hey. I don't know what's up with these last two or three years, man. But uh, whoever's playing the the, the games, uh, you know, whoever's controlling this matrix, uh, <laughs> man, they could have let Betty White see a hundred, man. They really could have. They was just yeah, like, bro. You gotta play a hundred. He was almost there, bro. I thought Shorty was immortal. Like I just figured at this point Dude. she wasn't going no time soon. Like 
And then out of nowhere, and the crazy part was seeing all the articles going around. People got on the magazine for her hunter. She done did the photo shoot, the, yep. the interview, all of that. They it's circulating. And then not more than a week later to wake up like Betty did. It felt like you <laughs> lost your your great auntie. I drove bro, I drove into Chicago. She was straight on the digital billboard. I ain't never seen nobody die. And they put RIP their name on a digital billboard anywhere. It it, it was crazy because like 21 took away like everybody aunties. Like we lost Sicily. <clears throat> and we lost Betty. Like, them was the oldest women alive. <laughs> Damn near, bro. But it's really? like, I mean, it's a blessing. You're not thinking of everybody. I'm just laughing. Everybody on Twitter, like, oh, no, Betty White. I'm like, nigga, she 99. Like, right. I mean, we're not going to act like Betty was young right. and passed. Like, hell, she'd have been through 17 leap years. She made it to 100. Well, like, she good. Like, she done lived her life. It's more stuff that she was kicking and moving at 99 and people. 30, 40 not doing what they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, have, have you seen the pictures of her when she was younger, though? No, nah, them not the right pictures, bro. I looked them up. Oh, I, it was That was a rumor. I don't know what white Caucasian lady they had on there looking like that, but that ain't Betty. Oh, okay. So we need to find out who that lady is oh, and give her her flowers because I'm like, look, if Betty was looking like that back in the day, I definitely would have broke the barrier yeah. and slid up on her. I gotta try my luck. Look, nigga might get, nigga might get chased down, but Betty was looking good in them bathing suits. Man, so uh, you know, R.I.P. Betty White. We are gonna move on. Faison Love said he only got paid twenty five hundred. But that's what's cute. I mean, right? but he only worked. <clears throat> but no, listen to it. So it be them, 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 uh, them headlines that really mess it up. Yeah, because the movie. I think the movie only cost like two mil to make, which he was going to put up his own money. Uh, the, the company he did it through, they said he didn't have to. They'll do it. Nobody really got paid from that shit. And like, and it was, when I went back and looked at an interview with FaZe on watching Vlad, he didn't even come off like that. He was just telling like, this is how much I got paid. because, And he only, he was like, he only worked maybe two days. I mean, hell, ain't too many jobs. You're going to get 2500 for two days worth of work. Right, right. And so they got paid according to scale, based off of how the movie was. Nobody like, hell, John Witherspoon said he got $5,000. He said, shit, that was good for him. Oh, He's like, man, my rent was $170 back then. I paid my stuff up for a year. But then when they started doing the next movies, that's when the bags were starting to come in. And like Chris Tucker didn't get paid worth nothing in the first one, but had he went to the next one, they had offered him $10 million. Yeah. He had just had that religious strike to where he wasn't doing that no more. But now the crazy thing is, was there not a like residual payment? Like, all right, the movie went, the movie out, the movie goes bananas. Like, it, was but there it, money after the fact? Yeah, but you, I think negotiate, it, you negotiate that up front, right? Yeah. Do I want a bigger payment up front, or do I will I will I take a smaller payment and residuals for the next twenty years? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people make that bad decision and say, you know what, I take all my money up front. And then Friday turns around and play for the next 30 years. And I think really Q, because it was put out through his, like it was shot through his company at the time. So I think everybody just really got that bread up front to, to play their role. I mean, but you got to look at the, the the big thing from it, for real. And probably if Faison had an issue, it was because he ain't capitalized like he should have off of Friday. I mean, he's forever going to be known as Big Worm. Yeah. So now you got a monumental piece of your career that no matter what you do, you're going to always be known as Big Worm. 
But look at all the stuff. A lot of them people probably had never been in movies for real or big movies. This movie got them bags and other sense right. down the road. So it's like, shit, I'll take a little bit now from up and coming. We're trying to do it, rap. I'll take this little bit now. But if it's going to get me, this movie popped. And it's still, this still a lot of people's favorite movie. Yeah. Now you're in movies for the next 10, 20 years, getting millions of dollars. And it's like, well, shit, had I never did Friday for that little 5000 who knows if I would have been noticed the same way I am now. We got the last one on a random topic, man. I don't really watch the NFL, but I definitely heard about this story. Uh, during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New York Jets game, uh, our good old friend Antonio Brown just decided to hell with it around third the third quarter and just was like, hey, I'm done. I never seen a nigga just quit, like, take his shit off. But there's so many stories going out about that. I don't know what's true to it. I heard he was injured. He didn't want to go in. I heard that they was trying to short him yeah. on certain uh-huh. catches and shit yeah, based on. He, he, like, he was literally like, he was like eight catches away. He was so many yards mm-hmm. away from the these $333,000 bonuses that he was going to get. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then, and if they lie and say, hey, you know, uh, well, he, he wasn't. Uh, we was ducking and dodging them, and he said that, and they'd be like, no, nah, we wasn't. I, I very well think that owners play a, a role in, hey, we ain't paying him to take your money, so Tom, throw it to somebody else. You know? No. I, it, it, it's too many movies and too many stories of owners being, like, undercutting like that to where to think it's not true. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can't disregard, but only thing I'd be saying to him, like, one, I don't watch football, so I really didn't go back and forth. Two, I know he one of them dudes that's been hit a lot. Yeah. So it could very well be a part of CTE. Like a lot of hell, this thing is out here killing themselves over there. Yeah. So I can't say that's not a factor, but he also been wilding for a long time as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, shit, this very well may have been, because hell, it ain't like he ain't show up to the next game courtside the next day. Yeah. Like, so he, he do what he want to do. I mean, you can tell he really ain't care about football too much no more like he just playing because shit, he's still active and shit even at his even at his worst he's still better than a lot of them niggas best yeah so it's just like well shit i'm gonna do me they get that that head about themselves it was like well shit can't nobody tell me shit i'm gonna move how i want to move Ooh, and whatever but it's like shit was crazy because i ain't never seen nobody just up and dip like mid-game like it's like he went on break from work and never came back <laughs> But the problem is, he, you know, he's had problems in two or three other locations. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I, actually think, I actually think the brother probably got some mental health issues. He got some impulse control issues. And that's the thing I think they glossing over because it's just another black man and it's easier for them to say, he black, he acting a fool, as opposed to saying, maybe this is CTE, maybe this is some mental health issues. They don't want to address that. They just rather say he black and he acting a fool. And it's unfortunate because CTE is one of those things that you can't really, uh, you can't assess it until someone's dead. Dead. You know, and so it's like now what type of, you know, I think Tom Brady was definitely right for going out there saying, hey, you know, maybe there's some other issues that we need to have some sympathy, you know. But unfortunately, Roderick is right uh, right that we going to, the media is going to spin this as, hey, that's one more person. That's one more Negro (coughs) with money. That don't know how to act, you know, yeah. and it's unfortunate because, you know, they tarnish people's careers, and then after the fact, like, oh well, he was. It, it was this. It was football over so many years that did this. 
Because, you know, football no. does that. It ha- it's, it's happened numerous times. Yeah, you're getting hit by grown-ass men that they full speed <laughs> in helmets and shit. Like, and then especially in a position where you are, you have to get hit. And then, like, he don't play a role where it's like, bro, I ain't going to never get touched. Somebody going to have to pop. So that's everybody's goal on defense is to come towards me, especially at the level he is, is to crack me at all times as hard as they possibly can to make sure they know that I'm coming. And I hope he get whatever help he need prior to having to die and getting, like, surgery done on the brain and the test because it's so y'all it's been too many cases leading up same shit when i think with warren sap if you ever watched him talk he don't got it no more yeah and it's looking i'm like bro why are y'all i'm like y'all haven't figured out there's no way to do any type of test prior to dying because then you could possibly maybe prevent shit like junior say i killing himself and other people that was like taking their own hell they Potentially said, uh, Hernandez had the shit. Yeah. That nigga uh-huh. kicked people showing up to work like ain't shit happened. Well, hell, they just, that, uh, what was it, the guy that killed like six people, uh, late last year? He did. Yeah. He, he had it too. You know, it's Real unfortunate, be- man. And, and I really think that for these athletes, for these young men who go, who started at the earliest ages, you understand football, football in most states starts at five years old. When yeah. you're five years old, and you going out there full speed. I coached tight football before. I coached tight football. Those are kindergarten and first graders. Like mama's babies out here playing the toughest sport. And we talk about full speed. You know, I saw a video. Uh, it was funny, man. They, these, little, these little kids, they probably like six or seven. And they was like, what happens when, when you hit somebody? They were like, ooh. And like, what happened? What the mama say? Ooh, my baby. And it was funny, but I started thinking about, like, hey, you know what? These kids are signing up for 20, 30 years of putting their bodies on the line for this sport. Don't get me wrong. I love I love college football. It's my favorite thing. I watch it all the time. Even in the offseason, I watch games. But it's a dangerous game. And it's a game that will – you're talking about people that – most people that play football have life a life – like a lifelong injury that stays with them. Back, yeah. brain – leg, arm, something. That's why they don't play that long. Uh, that's for only people that really play that long be kickers and quarterbacks, and it's because they take the least amount of hits yeah. during the game. It's red long. If your line do what they're supposed to do, your quarterback don't get touched that often, or when he do, they so never. Now, so now you got to ask the question, man. If you're seeing all this problem, right, why is this such a prevalent thing that we pushing all our black boys to do? Why is this supposed to be the onlyest way out the hood. You know, it's it's unfortunate, but a lot of it it has served its purpose in multiple ways. You know, football players, it, it it's like, yeah, we we sign up to play a sport. Every sport could be a way out the hood. Hell, Richard Williams showed us tennis can be a way out the hood. It's like so every sport is a way out the hood. Football just gives more kids that the opportunity. It's only five people on the on the court. It's only it's only a you talking about eleven people, and you got to need you really need probably like 25, 30 on a football team. But if you but if you really play out the numbers, it's really not worth it because you think about it. You got fifty five boys on a high school football team. Mm-hmm. Maybe two or three of them get a scholarship, and of and then you got fifty five boys on a college team, and maybe five of them playing the pros for three years. But you got to start when you're six years old 
and do nothing and and the opportunity cost associated with it right we're letting our boys instead of instead of our boys identifying with being doctors and lawyers and mm. astronauts we start our boys off at five or six years old. I want to be a football player. I want to be a football player. I want to be a football player. You know what you, you know what that boy never does? Say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. You know? Well, I agree. Although a lot of people, and especially depending on the, the growing up situation, black people was always made to believe that your only way out was through some type of sport. Or so, but then when you got the one kid that was smart. He the kid everybody that's kind of down on because it's like, oh, yo, ass is smart as hell. Like, man, don't nobody do, but then he, he taking a less risk. Like, my son, my son plays sports that I never thought I would play because I didn't play. I played basketball, football, but he likes soccer. He like golf and shit like that. So I'm like, well, shit, and baseball. So I'm like, well, this may not be my favorite sports to watch, but then also three of the top most paid sports as far as you don't got to sign into no type of contract the way – like you do with football and all that. The golf make what they make. But he also smart. He been playing chess since he was five. So I was like, bro, whatever you want to do is what we going to do. I'm not here to push you. I already saw that you don't like basketball. That ain't my, my idea. I already saw that football wasn't your thing. So I'm not here to try to revert your mind and think like, well, foot, these sports is the only options you got. Or you only got this. Do whatever you feel is either best within your talent. Or what you are really, really good at, whether if it's a regular nine to five or not, because there's a lot of nine to fives that pay great as hell, and you do the bare minimum, and you still get to live your life like you want to. So we just got to push that you can really do whatever you want to. It's, these ain't the only options that you can do to make it somewhere. We got to start making. We got to start really, and especially in the African American community, and start making what's important seem real important. You know? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with playing sports. But I, it, in Texas, where I'm from, two boys get a scholarship to play football. They shut down the whole school and bring everybody in the school to watch two boys sign a scholarship. Yeah. But it's another boy up there that made a perfect score on his SAT, and don't nobody do nothing for him. Well, you, you know. So what, what, what are these other boys thinking? But do I want to play football, or do I want to make a perfect score on my SAT? But that's not just in the black community. That's period. You know, I, I, I was in a high school. I went to an all-white high school. Guys who signed scholarships, we did the signing day. You know what I'm saying? But, hell, we, there was two guys in my class who got 36s on the ACT. Besides a shout-out over the PA, that's all they got. You know, it, the thing is, is that that student making a 36 <coughs> or that, that academic student is most likely going to be an independent moneymaker. Whereas yep. that football player is a systematic moneymaker. So when when even on a high school level, you look at high schools here in St. Louis that are that are great in football or basketball, they make sure they showcase their athletes because that's what brings more kids in. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's what brings more kids in. There are more kids that that want to go to the CBCs, the Dismiss, the Cardinal Ritters that play sports. Because they realize those schools will get them to the high, to the next level. They understand that there's a, a slim chance that they get there, but they get sold on the dream. The dream is you come here where you'll make it. But I, I'm kind of with Roderick though. That's where the parents step in. If you go there, you still may not make it. Yeah. Like you focus, you put these kids in these sports. Because my son has played every sport since five. He's a wrestler, <coughs> basketball, football, all that foolishness. But my thing has always been he was really good at a lot of it. 
but we're not ever going to just bank on that solely. You can go out there yeah. and get hurt today or tomorrow, and if all you focus on is sports, and not to be funny, but some of the best athletes, be real dumb. Oh, I, these be oh, the dumb kids. Like, no disrespect. but these Or never the, make it. Right, but these be the kids well, that because and, you've only focused on the sport, you're not as worried about your grades. You get the bare minimum to be eligible, then you get hurt. Don't nobody your school want no no kid with no 2.0. You can't play no sport no more. Right. So you've ruined your whole future banking on one thing. You, you're right. And, and, and even those of us that do make it playing college football or basketball, I'm a former college basketball player. The problem with that is it's still not worth it because I went to school with people. I went to college <coughs> at LSU with people that are running the entire South. But I don't have any relationships with those people. Why? Because I wasn't I wasn't allowed to hang out with them. I wasn't allowed to hang out with who was eventually going to be the senator or governor of the state of Louisiana. You know why? Because I had to be up at six o'clock in the morning working out because I had because I had to get all my classes in because I had to be on the court at three o'clock because I had study hall at, at, at six o'clock because I had curfew at nine o'clock. And because we was halfway around the country uh, uh, nine months out of the year. So it's not just about, oh, I, he made it. He went to college. No, that's why most of my teammates, one, are broke or somewhere making $30,000, $40,000 a year because they didn't get to build those relationships in college like real college students get to learn, yep. get yep. to build. Where a white boy who's not playing sports, he gets, he may get a million-dollar job because he lived, because he's hanging out with some real geniuses down at the engineering building. We all got to be lifting weights, and then and then when we when we get, if we all lucky enough to graduate, we all fighting for the same coaching job or selling insurance. Mm. There's no relationships, no relationships, and the opportunity cost of that just for a college degree, it I still don't think it's worth it. Mm. Three generations of my family have paid have played college basketball. My kids, we done with that. Mm. We done with. That. No, I can feel it. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely vibing with Attorney White and what he's saying. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him his time right now. Tell these people how to drive, man, because uh, <laughs> it, it's your time. Especially here in St. Louis, man, the snow finna get cracking. These niggas the worst. You got me riled up on something else, man. Bro, you, I'm, I'm letting you talk right now. Whatever, you can talk driving. If you want to go back to that, drive. Hey, get on that. Get it in. Nah, nah, I'm gonna leave it alone, man. I just I go back to the same thing I said a little earlier. Uh, the the texting and driving, the distracted driving, it is one of the most dangerous things because we don't realize how much time, how much how much of your eyesight, your time, and your focus that text, that Instagram post, that reading what you you know what your friend or your family member posted, it takes us off the it takes our eyes off the road. And you know we're going 60, 70 miles an hour. You'd be surprised how much time you. Um, you uh, how much ground you cover in just one little short text message, right? So it makes the roads very dangerous. It sets a bad example for our children. But now as the personal injury lawyer, I love to get those cases because every time one of my clients get into a wreck, if you hit one of my clients, you know what the first thing I want is? Your cell phone records. I want to know if you was on Instagram, Facebook, texted on the telephone when you hit one of my clients, right? <laughs> Then if, if that happens, all your defenses are out the door, right? So it's two sides of that. Don't get me wrong. I make a lot of money when people are, are, 
are um, distracted driving, <laughs> texting, and things like that. But on the other side, make no mistake about it, it is very dangerous, and it's something that we have to do a lot less of. And we got to set a better example for our children with no, that. I, and that's what made me want to stop doing it because my son just be looking at me, and I'm like, well, I can't tell you when it get time to drive. Stop doing X, Y, and Z if that's my example that you've always seen me do. Yeah. And I realized, especially without here, it'll make you switch up doing it because they drive so reckless. You got to drive for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. You hit like 70. 70 like getting on a Mario Kart course when you start in downtown. 70 and 70 is Mario Kart. Yeah. 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 You know, it's unfortunate, man. Like, you know, we see so many accidents that, you know, as you drive through St. Louis, you see so many different accidents. And it's unfortunate because people don't really care. Like, I've gotten to the point of, couple of days ago my wife's sorority sister called and she was she was hit she was rear-ended and somebody else created a scene by by pulling up on them like they mad because they in the middle of the road but it's an accident you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's it's people who literally get driver's license and i swear they don't actually learn the information in that driver's manual you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I live I, on my way to the show today. I saw a fire uh, a fire truck trying to get through on Lindbergh, and literally, like the cars was like, "We ain't moving." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know y'all learned that in driving school. Like, you gotta move. <laughs> like, like, this is nah. the first place. This is the first place I've been when the light turned green. You don't drive through immediately. Oh yeah, you <laughs> gotta <laughs> give it five to ten seconds because it's guaranteed. Like, I feel like if you ain't never ran a red light in St. Louis, are you really from St. Louis? Yeah. Because I've never seen so many people. Then you got to account for high speed chases that shouldn't be happening. We get at least two of them a week. Yeah. And it's just like. You know, and those those are interesting cases in the law right now, right? So what's happening with those cases is that the cops are chasing people down because somebody ran out of, a, out of a Walmart with $83 worth of stuff and jumped into a car. And the cops are, are doing these high-speed chases over $83 worth of stuff, putting all the rest of us in danger, right? So now what lawyers are doing, we're saying, hey, were you chasing these people because of some real life or death emergency? Or was you chasing these people just because you wanted to drive fast and get back $63 worth of stolen stuff from Walmart, right? And if, they're put, if, if, if the police departments are putting the rest of us in danger under under, uh, you know, in, in non-life-threatening police chases and things like that, we're suing these police departments now. Yeah. Because it's all, it's, it's, it's that cop that's chasing people unnecessarily that's also hurting other people on the road, you know? I was just about to ask, I always wonder how that worked. Like, if a high-speed chase, I get hit by either the car doing it or the police doing it, can I hold the police at fault if they should or shouldn't have been high speed chasing this person? Because like, what if it is based off of like a murder? They seen them and they chasing them, and I get hit. Like I didn't expect to get hit. Yeah, I stopped, but y'all still hit me. Is well, that work against me or? Well, you know, the first question we're asking is why were you chasing this person for a murder? Because he could go kill somebody else. That's a that in most scenarios is a legitimate chase. Yeah. Um, if you're doing a high-speed chase because somebody stole $63 of stuff out of a out of a gas station, that's not something that we should be putting the rest of the driving public in danger for, right? You take down a drive, you take down a uh, you take down a um, um, a description and a license, 
And sooner or later, you're going to find these people. You don't have to put everybody in danger because you're trying to get $63 worth of stuff back. Man, you need you know, to similar those are the questions we're asking now with regard to these high-speed chases. Yeah, I saw I saw on the news I think earlier today that the uh, a, a young man that was killed in, in a he was driving in a high-speed chase. The cops hit him, uh, and, mm-hmm. he, and they they was like, "We letting the police like we're not gonna hold the police at fault," you know. And I'm just like, how how do you how do you tell a parent, hey, you know what, we killed your son by accident. Well, you know, and there's really two questions there, right? We're not going to hold the police at fault from a criminal standpoint. Mm -hmm. So they might not be trying to lock up this driver for criminally negligent homicide or something like that. But I guarantee you there's still a civil case out there Mm -hmm. where somebody's suing the police department under that, under asking those questions that we just talked about. Why were you chasing these people? Were you doing it safely? What's the cost benefit? You know, which one is more important? catching this guy that stole uh, $83 worth of stuff and killing some innocent kid? Or would it have been better to come, to come up with a better way of doing that? Because let's be real. If you're just a, if you're just a petty thief, the people going to catch up with you anyway sooner or later, right? Yep. All you need is a description and a license plate number, and sooner or later they can catch up with you. They ain't got to, they ain't got to go run the risk of hurting other people to catch up with you. Yeah, they, and it's crazy because it's, They've been told numerous times to stop doing that here, and they still continue to do it. It's different. I've seen so many cars get totaled bad, somebody dying because the police just wrecked. And then it'll be the person they chasing. Some dude, maybe summer last year, was getting chased by the police. I don't know what his car hit, but he hit some whole car in the flames. Now, this is a whole other issue that y'all done caused. Yeah, he gone. But what if this? What if his car hit into somebody else and put that car on fire? And like, you got to think about all the factors that's within it. It's more than just you and this car on the road. And these roads not that big in St. Louis. So you going to have several cases like. And really, at that point, you know, you get you get someone where even if the police cause you know or the chase cause ends in a crash, then somebody deserved to die because of this chase. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I've gotten to that point, like, when we have judge and jury on the road and, and you know, and executioner on the road, that really takes the, the whole system and throws it in the trash because it's like, it, we don't know what the story was while they was running. And, and honestly, being black in America, hell, I'm not necessarily quick to want to stop and let you talk either. And see, I like, for me, I mean, definitely not the senseless, you stealing out of Walmart, nothing petty like that. But y'all know I was a police officer. So we heard it, it's so many people want what they want when it benefits them. If somebody carjack your wife, hold your wife at gunpoint, you want the police to go get them. Never in America are you going to say, no, just let them go. We'll catch them later. That's not your reality. If somebody does this to somebody that's close to you, you want results. But when it's somebody else, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Why do we do that? Like I said, the senseless but, stuff, of course not. But that's a but violent crime. Else, I wouldn't, in that sense, violent crime. No, but and get, I, I get, go ahead. No, I'm saying, in that sense, violent crime, get who who's supposed to be got. Well, they got something to do with me or not. But it'd be, a lot of times I hear it'd be something simple, something petty that it had no violence involved. Now violence involved because y'all didn't hit somebody. And I agree with that, but I also feel like we do we should not 
in everything that we do, pick and choose when we want y'all to do something. There's been plenty of times when, as a police officer, I got a call that it was one thing, and then we get there and investigate, and it'd be something totally different. So who's to say I didn't get a call saying that this blue Honda just did X, Y, Z? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. If we don't want police to chase people at all, and, and by no means I'm not a police no more, like I don't feel no kind of way about them, but it just be the irony of certain stuff. If we don't want police to chase people, then they shouldn't chase nobody. Like how do you have this mindset that the law to catch up with, with this group of people next time, but go get them right now? No, if we're not chasing, we're not chasing. You don't pick and choose well, when, that's weird to me. There, there, there are ways to pursue people that they can also protect the public. Okay. It don't always have to be a high speed chase. We've got so one of the things we're arguing is all these giant police departments got two or three helicopters. You can't outrun that helicopter. You ain't got to drive. You ain't got to speed behind nobody if they got the helicopter. Uh -huh. And you can't outrun the radio. And you don't have to do. You don't have to put. You don't have to put the rest of the driving public at in danger or even the pedestrians. When you got three helicopters sitting up there doing nothing, and everybody got a radio, mm -hmm. so then you, get on, doing you get on the freeway, and it's and it's seven and, and it's seven more cop cars. You ain't got the speed. You got to go down there and tell it's a blue Honda. He on the freeway. Everybody look for when he get off, and that's real simple. And and, and I, I I get what you're saying, but it's the same thing. Like if we when we see ambulances. And they be going slow. I've never seen an ambulance go fast at all. Like, they are very slow. Really, they're careful, though, which, I mean, it's, it's fine. But we see the ambulance going slow and be like, they don't care about their job. The people going to die by the time they get there. Why don't they speed up? So you, we have this, this perspective about somebody being in this ambulance dying and why they going slow and, like, being cautious, as they should. If we see the police just leisurely rolling behind somebody it's all on the radio everybody talking about it somebody live on facebook look at this police chase we've seen them on social media and be like could they not be going any slower we always are criticizing something so i just feel like the solution is you still don't pick and choose when certain things are acceptable either it's acceptable or it's not so like we just probably should not chase people period because I agree, more innocent people get hurt ever than the bad guy. The bad guy always gets away, whether that's the police or the actual criminal. So let's just not do it at all. Let's not try to justify when we should do it. And I would agree with that. I would rather y'all not chase just nobody. Don't do it. Because I rarely hear, and it's rare where I hear about what a chase ended in the result of some of them catching the people. It was like, so, because if don't. you hit somebody, if, you, if your car hit somebody, then now, and that person got past the car, now you stopped as the police person. You dealing with this issue, and that person going on. He he's sitting there laughing like, "Die some niggas got out this jam. I'm gone to do whatever he gonna do." So it was like, "Well, fucking shit." It wasn't even no point. Now you hurt. They maybe hurt dead or whatever, and now you got a whole other issue in, and you still ain't catch the person. So we might as well just not chase them and okay. use whatever other resources we got. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. With all that military, with all that military money that most police departments have. We can use some. We can use that to do some uh, better uh, ways of uh, securing uh, people that run or, or drive. Put that chopper on them. So put uh, that helicopter on them. You dodge that. You good? Cause <laughs> it's rare that motherfucker gonna find you. No matter where you going, on foot, on car, it ain't matter what speed you going. That helicopter gonna stay with you until they get to where you going and just tear the person on the street you on.
yeah. you're gonna run out of gas eventually <laughs> hey so uh let's get ready we're gonna take this quick commercial break as after we do that we're gonna get a chance to wrap up wrap with king bone and, and and do what we do here at Ethnic Ish and More, episode 101, the level up. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. yeah. Heavy on BB Rack. Heavy on BB Ice. Heavy on work. Heavy on real. Heavy on Nayo Price. Heavy on gang gang. Got my dog for life. Light on them little niggas, heavy on guard your life. In a foreign whip, standing on the seat. Yeah, big money, we gon' play for keys. Look, goddamn, you don't want no beef. Ain't no internet, we leave it in the streets. You'll be surprised who puts this thing. You'll be surprised who owe the bank. You'll be surprised who really don't try. Niggas be lying in songs that's cap. I done heard these niggas be talking about guns, no damn way they ain't gon' shoot. Rockin' all that old ass, drippin' them pigs, but we know that shit ain't new. Let me find out, Lauren, let me climb out. Damn, my bitch so bad, fuck around, get put in timeout. She, I'm, I'm a dog, they just let me off the leash. Yeah, got my youngest right, pop the perky, now we geek. Look, if it's up, then it's up. It's a must that I bust, bust. Made in a week, what you made in a month, yeah. You ain't talking money, it ain't much to discuss. Left my face in disgust, niggas hate that I'm up. Baby on baby right. Heavy on work, heavy on real, heavy on nail price, heavy on gang gang, got my dogs for life, light on them little niggas, heavy on guard your life, in a foreign whip, standing on the seat, yeah, big money, we gon' play for keys, look, goddamn, you don't want no beef, ain't no internet, we leave it in the streets, made out of cave, I climb out of store, I'm heavy on beef, I'm heavy on everything, I got dick hoes trying to come fuck me, but I'm too play, can't let a bitch cut me, I got one chain on, but it's heavy, I got a new chopstick, but it's heavy, we don't fuck a 12 like we was new, my gang messed up just like nuns, I did three, it's came right back, but I got my foot all on they neck, they do for air, but I hope it crack, I'm in the back of the back of the bay back, so I had a bitch right there with a strap, but you know I'm gangsta, don't get the last beat, I smoke gas and I drop fast, boy, hey, man, you drop your flag, I couldn't send it, go away for a nigga, so I use my brain, I got it my own, my junk D calling it back to back, so I had to go get four new phones, she just see me and yellow, pull up in the vest, so she won't leave me alone, my dog don't growl, no, he just bite, uh, he just want a bone, heavy on big, big rack, heavy on big, big ice, heavy on work, heavy on real, heavy on nail your price, heavy on gang, gang, got my dogs for life, light on them little niggas, heavy on guard your life, in a foreign whip, standing on the seat, yeah, big money, we gon' play for keys, Bitch, I'm drenched. I got too much drip. I'm a walking lit. Oh, I'm drenched. When I pull up for her, make my haters sick. If my bitch do not get her way, she gon' throw a fit. Too legit. I been in my bag, nigga. I don't miss. Too much drip. I got too much drip. Bitch, I'm drenched. 
I got too much trip. I'm a walking lit. And my bitch do not get her way. She gon' throw a fit. Too legit. I've been in my bag. Nigga, I don't miss. I'm, I'm the shit. No, my haters piss. Might but die my rip. Oh, holy shit. Why you mad at me? Nigga, get your bitch. Wait, 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 my clip. That money till we all get you. We got sticks. If you pull up cabin, we gon' let them in. Oh my, oh my gosh, he gon' suck me like some corn on a cob with the mob. All my niggas really with it, and you not. We on top. You be ducking all the action when it's hot. I get quiet, bitch. My money do not fold us in a nine nigga toast. Then I make these bitches bend it, touch they toes. If, if I go, you know Chico roll. We like Tommy go. You do the most. I'ma get this money. Ain't no Going broke, nigga, niggas joke. If you hate, put, put that barrel to your nose. Bitch, I'm drenched. I got too much drip. I'm a walking lick. Oh, I'm drenched. When I pull up for him, make my haters sick. If my bitch do not get her way, she gon' throw a fit. Too legit. I've been in my bag, nigga. I don't miss. Too much drip. I got too much drip. Bitch, I'm drenched. I got too much drip. I'm a walking lick. If my bitch do not get her way, Throw a fit, too legit. I've been in my bag, nigga. I don't miss. Keep it real, ain't no fake in us. Boy, you fake as fuck. We, we get money, why you hate on us? Get your paper up, no no delay. Boy, we do not play. Try it, we will spray. Next day, we just lose some racks, but we gon' be okay. Who, who you with? Come and fuck with us, baby. We get lit, out of line. Then I'm shooting like I'm coming off a pit. Too, too much heat, I'm a messy nigga. But my swagger's neat, pardon me I got too much trip, I think I sprung a leak Bitch, bitch, I'm drenched, I got too much trip I'm a walking lick, oh, I'm drenched When I pull up for him, make my haters sick If my bitch do not get her way She gon' throw a fit, too legit I've been in my bag, nigga, I don't miss Too much drip, I got too much drip Bitch, I'm drenched, I got too much trip. I'm a walking lick, and my bitch do not get her way yeah, man, we back in this thing. Another quick commercial. Thing right now. Trust me, lawyers, and important decisions should not be based solely upon advertisements. If you get in the wreck, and you just need somebody. I'm trying to get a music video out there, right? and real help with your car Call me at 314 or 618. I got you. Or visit us online at I got you. Call me three rings to pay for the country out the way. I ain't a bad feeling in the world when you got to want to truly understand. Oh, it's about time. You need music. You got to drop the video. You got some heat. You definitely need a music video. I'm gonna leave that to King Bone, man. I'm just gonna try and be a lawyer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to King Bone. <laughs> no, you said you was gonna be more than Jeff. That was your who's who song was that? So it's a commercial of mine. It's just a young young rapper, young young brother do some uh, uh, advertisements for me. 
Okay, word. That song was fire. <laughs> we need a video. You got all the fire commercials. I'll be right. in the car like, damn, I don't want to crash my shit, but I kind of want to, you know, because I can talk to him. Like, I like this. So, man, we about to chop it up with our guy King Bone, man. So, uh, Jess? Yes, 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 yes. So, King Bone, tell the listeners and the viewers a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Uh, I come from Aurora, Illinois. Um, shout out my boy Nico, same hometown. Um, I've been making music for about what you said, what about 15 plus years now? About 15 plus years, you know. Um, that's really it, man. You know, uh, single father, you know, um, not single father because you know now the internet be killing when people say that single father thing, like the mother don't support and the dad don't support. We're not gonna say I'm gonna say uh You're the available I, I, my son with, <laughs> Right, my son lives with me. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna oh, like that. Attractive. Look yeah. at his own man. Like, you gotta respect it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so man, what got you You know five person So what me, what got me in? Yeah, what got you into the music industry? <laughs> uh man, really it just kinda happened on some Luck of the draw, like I had a I had a tenth grade teacher, my English teacher. You know how we had to do them speeches in high school. So I had my, my teacher, uh, I, I nailed a speech real good. I was on Eleanor Roosevelt, right? And I had I had freestyled the speech. Like when you looked at my note cards, I had three words wrote down and went off the top of my head. And the teacher was like, Your voice is gonna get you far. So at the time I didn't know what she meant by that, but you know, I started experimenting with, with music and you know, one thing led to another, and now we're here. Yeah, that manifesting over somebody. Look, I can test. That's how I knew. As much as I don't like talking to people, I knew I could because I don't went up to do plenty of speeches in high school with literally the title of what I had to talk about on that piece of paper, and I just knew what the topic was. And I'm like, shit. All right, and that's why. That's why you in podcasting now. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to improvise. You'd be surprised who don't got nothing on paper, but they can flow the entire time. So you'd be like, all right, so you wrote that. Like, shit, do you see this? I'll be able to remember we had the speech till today. It'd be, it be one or two sentences. Welcome yeah. to the classroom for the last 17 years. Look, <laughs> hey, man, some people just it. got the gift of gab. Yeah. You got the gift of gab, man. You know what you're talking about. It's like, shit, I didn't do enough reading on this. I studied it. I just ain't feel like typing this out. Like, I never could type out a speech. So it was like, man, I'm going to put a couple bullet points on here, and I'm going to just freestyle from here. You're going you gonna to give me long as I got a seat. Shit, I was cool. Well, you know the, the thing is when you when you're doing something like that, if you only write three words, you know these are three the three things you got to talk about. You know you got to yeah. The rest of that, it, I, I think when you when you see people give speeches and they looking down at the paper, like when I'm at if I'm at a church and I see a pastor give his homily by looking down at the paper, you take you taking away the genuine part. I want to I want you yeah. to speak, speak like from I want to see you. I want to see your eyes. Make me feel that this is real. So, so definitely when, when, when you don't write everything down, you know, hell, think about it. Well, even with rappers, the people that can freestyle is the ones we probably respect and like the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, 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 we complain about ghostwriting. You know what I'm saying? We complain about it. So if you can come off the top of your head and you got the gift of gab to just be able to go and just flow. That's the, that's the most important thing, though. And that's that's not easy, because it's different. You got some people, now one, nowadays when I watch freestyle, you'll think some of them freestyles until you hear some music later and be like, oh, man, this is a whole verse we just never heard. 
So it come up like a freestyle, but it's some people that you know are known for doing this, and that's just amazing. Because it's like, straight thinking, right now, you staying on, t- it's different to freestyle and just say something stupid. But the freestyle be able to stay on topic the whole time is a gift. Like, like for real. Bring you see what battle rap a lot. Bring back big Mama's, head. Uh, rap. You know what I'm saying? Bring back the basement. That's what I need. Man, they supposed to. Bring that I heard back. they supposed to, but it got to be legit like back then. If it ain't the same basement, look, I don't even want to watch it. No, like, Big Tigger like 50 now. I ain't trying to just see Big Tigger up there no more for no reason, man. So, look, bro, uh, you know, we both from the city. But, hey, man, we didn't know each other for a minute, bro. Like, being from Aurora, mm-hmm. did you find, like, did you figure it was going to be difficult to get your name heard starting out? Yeah, I did, bro, because you know how our city is. It's like a, it don't give you a chance, bro. You know what I mean? It's like it's real divided as far as people rock with and fuck with who they fuck with. And if they don't know you, they always going to put whoever they fuck with above you just off the rip. They're not even going to give you a shot. So, yeah, it, it was. I felt it was going to be, you know, difficult and shit. You wanted to making some of the bigger moves from the city. Like, it's a lot of people I know doing music. But I remember when I finally came across yeah. on Facebook, I'm like, damn, I ain't no little homie rap. Let me click on it. Go to Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> verified. Go on Twitter. I'm like, okay, yeah. you got I'm like, okay, so he's taking his craft serious to the point. Then I heard the music. Because you get a lot of people that got the, the notoriety and fame, but the music be ass. And I got to come across the track. And I'm like, all right. Bro, correct me. I'm like, that's what's up. Because the last person we ever really heard from from Aurora was Carl Thomas. And that nigga barely even wanted to claim us a lot of the time just because of staying Aurora versus Chicago. It was easier for people yeah. to know than Aurora. Hey, man, that's because he's emotional. You're so corny. He's tired of tweeting, man. I ain't going to that. That's a whole other that. topic. Another day, man. <laughs> he's like, I wish I could be better. Always a little different, man. But, uh, but bro, I'm, I'm just glad to see you making the strides you moving and still let motherfuckers know, like, hey, I'm from the town, I'm from Aurora, you could be yeah. from this city. A lot of people is here, Aurora, and they're like, man, where is that? But I'm like, bro, we're the second biggest city. Uh-oh. Just, we so close to Chicago, we trapped under that bubble of west suburb of Chicago. And then, and then shout out to you too, bro, because I like coming on platforms like this, especially with somebody from the city. Because a lot of people, the the the, uh, the false perception of me is that they be thinking I'm not humble. Like I don't I don't rock or fuck with nobody from the city. But a lot of times, bro, it just be because they heard it from somebody else. You never, yeah. you know, you see, as soon as you reached out to me, I, yeah, let's do it. Come on, nothing. It was nothing. He's like, man, yeah. let's kick the year off right, man. I'm in there. I'm like that. But that's yeah. That's when you from the town, yeah. because shit, you make it, I get to where I'm going. It ain't nothing to be like, shit, bro. We both in these spaces, man. Like, what can I do to move you, man? What can you do to help me? Like, let's make these moves because we from the town. Exactly, bro. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you for having me on here, too, bro. That's real. Yeah, bro. So, Ken, man. What's been some of your major accomplishments since you got into business? The biggest thing to me that I've done this far, it was pretty exciting. um I walked a boxer down to the ring in July uh, for for a pay per view fight. You know that was that was pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me and him, we talk every day. Uh, named Jojo Diaz. He just fought Devin Haney. Uh, I think when was that? December. He just fought Devin Haney like three four weeks ago. You know, so uh, that was that was the biggest you know moment for me. You know, uh, it was a crazy experience. Millions of people watching at home. 
thousands in the arena, so it was it was dope. So, bro, how did that even come about? Man, to be honest with you, bro, it it just me and him was cool, just off Instagram. Like he was like, you know, I see you up and coming artist. I was like, I see you up and coming boxer, and we just we started talking, and you know, I went to LA, hung out with him, and uh, the the fight I walked him down to was actually a title fight too, and he won, right. so it was dope. He hit me up one. Um, I, I was leaving his crib in LA. He just texted me randomly, like, "Yo, bro, I think I'm gonna have you walk me down to the ring for my next fight." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And he was like, "I right, make a song, and I got you." So I called my producer and was like, "Yo, bro, we need this type of beat. This this the situation. This the opportunity. You know, this the lane I'm looking for." A producer sent back a beat. I went to the studio the next day, knocked out a song, sent to him. He was like, "That's it. Let's go." Damn. You know, so it was God for real. Yeah, bro, you yeah. can when you get them. When you get them lad, the moments like the hey bro, this was last minute. It's like hey, bro, you know how big this could be because I remember seeing the pictures. I'm like, yeah, this man walking somebody down in a boxing ring. Like I don't know nobody else that did that. Like yeah, Carl ain't even done that, bro. Look, I be, I be right. saying that. Well, you gotta tell him. Yeah. You know, hear no goddamn summer rain coming down. So man, that, that's major, bro. So look, I mean. With you know, with that moment, and uh, like, what was the moment to let you know, like, hey, this is the path I need to be on. This is my purpose. Like, I'm gonna make it to where I'm going within this music industry. Um, for me, the first time I really knew like it was gonna be something good for me was probably uh, I dropped a video on World Star, and I started seeing like a lot of people sharing it. And you know, uh, I thought that's when I finally started seeing more support. She said, "Don't hate on Samurai," <laughs> but I started seeing a lot of support. You know what I'm saying? From from people in town, people on the internet, and that's when I it really gave me that confidence to be like, "All right, now we need to go out in full force. Like, let's really invest. Let's really let's let's go for it now." You know. So that, that had to be the moment for me. How that, how that feel though, bro? Because I mean, growing up, bro, we always watching World Star. Like it was religiously, like everybody hop on the internet, see what's on World Star, until you catch up to the day that you had already looked at. So to know that your video is going through the same phase of life that we kind of grew up through, like how did that moment feel? Yeah. Man, it was overwhelming, bro. Like you know what I'm saying, and like, and really, how I got on there was so crazy, right? It was, it was a, um, it was a contest. Like it was like me and 20 other artists. And people had to vote for what the best video was. The world star was gonna post the video. And man, I, I gotta give credit to that to my son's mom, because she went crazy on telling everybody vote. She was taking people's phones and vote, 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 vote. And you know, so when it got on there, I was just I didn't think it was gonna happen like that because and I whooped, I'm talking about I think the closest person to me was three hundred votes behind me. So I, I smoked everybody. And so I was like, damn. And yeah, yeah, this 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 it. You this know it. what I'm saying? You get that taste of it, it ain't even gotta be major success, just a small goal or whatever path you try to move. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, fuck that. And, and I don't see nothing but this. Like I refuse to do anything else outside exactly. of what I'm trying to do because this is my purpose. Exactly. And I just gotta do the grind to get there. So so I got Exactly, a, yeah. I got a question for you, King Bone, man. What like who who are some of your inspirations? You know, who would you listen to growing up? Um, out of Andre 3000, uh, Busta Rhymes. My mom's favorite rapper was DMX. Like, my mom is the DMX head to the core. Um, Wayne, of course, uh, Ludacris, 
Drake when he first when he first came out. I was heavy on Drake. But um yeah, man, I, I've never really had like a one favorite rapper. I just I like I like all genres. I like all artists. Like if it's good, I love it. You know what I mean? So you know pretty but if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be three K. Probably Andre three thousand. I love Andre. He got a flow of another another atmosphere. Yeah, that dude is multi-talented. Yeah, man. Anybody that can rap and you just start visualizing that shit like they doing what they supposed to be doing, dude. Come. And he's an and he's an underrated rapper. I mean, actor. I said actor, actor. He's underrated actor. Yeah. Yeah. Him and him and four brothers. They could have kept that one though. For sure. Four brothers. I was like, bro, no, this ain't you, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro. Go ahead, bro. So, 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 what can we expect from King Bone in twenty twenty two, man? Oh man, um, lots more music. Like um, this year, finally, like man, I've been doing it for a minute. Um, I've got millions of streams, millions of views, and I've not had one made yet. So. This year, for sure, for sure, like we gonna we gonna get a major feature locked in. Like I have not, I, and I'm managed by a guy who manages two more major artists. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with ASAP Ferg and Lil TJ, but my yep. manager manages them too. I talk to them, you know, all the time, but I've never we never worked together. So like now, I'm about to start, you know, working with bigger artists, uh, bigger than myself. So it's a humbling experience. And that's really it, man. I, I just told myself I, I want to do bigger features this year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a new. Well, you know, you done made it by yourself. At that time, start tapping in with your peers who have. Yeah, that. yeah. It's like, bro, hey man, let me let's get in the studio, see your work ethic, how you moving, man. Let's make um, some heat. Yeah, exactly. It's that time now. So that, that I'm gonna come out the gate. That that's gonna happen with the next few months. Let's go. Can't wait to see that, bro. So I mean, where can uh, our listeners and viewers, you know, find information about you and you know, tap in with all your music videos and everything. Uh, Instagram King Bone SMG, uh, Facebook King Bone, YouTube King Bone, uh, everything King Bone. You know, Google it King Bone. You know, King Bone SMG dot com. And for real, and everybody who writes me on Instagram, I, I try to reply to everybody too. So hit me up, and you know, always love. So, so speaking of Instagram, how many followers you got on Instagram? Oh, about to be at a hundred and oh, what thirty six k. I think I'm at 135, 800. Probably yeah, by tomorrow. Yeah, that blue check changes the game. Yeah, I see it. I remember when I see the pop up on there. I was like, I clicked on. I'm like, my nigga, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah. That means you are who you say you are on Instagram. I am who I say. Yeah, man. I looked into all that yeah. one time. I'm like, bro, because you'd be surprised. A lot of people. You got people that think you gotta have X amount of followers. To get that, I'm like, it ain't uh, that. You just have you to be who you say you are in a public sense of what you're doing. Exactly. And apply for that exactly. shit. And if it makes sense, if a nigga go Google you good enough and start seeing what you're doing everywhere, <laughs> yeah. they're going to put that check on there. They're going to put that check on there. Exactly, man. But yeah. another thing, too, like I, I I love being verified, but at the same time, man, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because it comes. people think that verified automatically means you're rich. Yeah, so I get a lot of, I get a lot of, man, help me with this, help me with that, pay this. I just had somebody ask me for one hundred and eighty thousand the other day. Damn, what? You know what I'm saying, be crazy. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> we get crazy. Uh, no, no, I ran person. They sent me their bank account information and everything. It's like, this is the account number and routing number. Oh, bro, that was a scam. I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> a scam? that's a scam likely. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the 2021 Nigerian scam, you know, they good for it. Man, like, so that that's the only bad, like, they think being rich, and that's not the case at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we, everybody is verified and got $10 million. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot of people with a check that ain't got no check. I'm uh, facts. Yeah. Andre Thousand said it's best. I'm just as broke as you. I live check to check. Do you hear me? So and the crazy thing is how people just be asking for money based off of the fame and all of that stuff. Even if you're not moving, they just see you doing something good. It's just automatically like shit, he doing more than me. He gotta have some money. Exactly. Let me shoot my shot with it. I'm like, bro. Yeah, and then and then why do you think if I do have a hundred hundred and eighty thousand to give, why would I just send it to a random person? <laughs> like, you know what? What sense does that make? You know what I mean? Like, right, them scammers. I'll be like, bro, did, did y'all not like practice like study logic before y'all started the right, scamming? Exactly, like exactly. the people that try to scam themselves as celebrities. I'm like, bro, the baby is not gonna message me talking about he need fifteen dollars for gas. Why he picked me? <laughs> you know, so many people. And then they try to talk like him. I'll be like, bro, you sound dumb in this hell. I'm like, you could have picked in. You'd been better off doing a picture of my cousin versus trying to say the baby needs $15 from me. So did somebody yeah, really you trip out you saying it was the baby and asked for $15? Yeah, I done had so many. It'd be, I done had I believe so many random posts like that. Man. Hey, man, I believe it. They try to use they slang and everything, and I'm like, y'all had to study a bunch of videos of this man <laughs> and to try to formulate this whole post because it's hilarious. Like it's so funny. Like, bro, if I could give you ten dollars just for the cop for doing this, I would. But I'm scared you're gonna take the rest of my money. Right. I can't believe they will. And they will. I'm even typing out yeah, this paragraph. So man, we got to get to this uh, this next part of our show, man. We got to get to that rapid fire, and. Uh, you know, since we got, you know, low-key everybody virtual. Me and Jizz in the studio. So I'm going to go ahead. Attorney White, King Bone, y'all on the hot seat. You know, look, Attorney White ain't been there before, but, hey, you know how it is. It's, it's the hot seat. Hey, King Bone, come off mute because this, this for you, bro. So this is what we do. doing. Oh, yeah, I'm in here. So, yeah, well, man. it is well one no thinking. And some of the ones on the paper, I'm going to toss out some other random ones. But you just say the first thing, come to your head, and we're going to roll from there. All right, so the All right first, let's do it. So first one, first one, King Bone. Give me a celebrity crush. King Bones. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. I heard that. I heard that. You feel me? Attorney King Bone. That was easy. That was dope. Attorney White, who is your celebrity crush? Man, you know, you know, he asked me this question, man. I stay. I stay oh. with Oprah. 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 I was like, Oprah, I know Oprah. that. Yeah. It ain't never change. <laughs> Until somebody get more money than Oprah, it's not going to change. I've been so saying that my whole life. I'm like, look, hey. y'all can spend on Oprah all you want, but Oprah asked me to drop him. I'm dropping him. I'm going to have the conversation with Baby first. I'm like, look, she was look, she was a little thick in the color purple, you know. Uh, no, I'm going to make no, more moves if no, I got to. No. I saw a bunch of old dress. I just seen Slim Oprah. I just slay slim off. Look, money, if money and make some of these women mess with some of these niggas, I'll be seeing. I should be able to do the same goddamn thing based off of that. Because I've seen some ugly niggas with some beautiful women. And I know if it wasn't for that check, 
she would not be there messing with them. It is true. Because, you know, hey, Jizz did say oh. she want them wealthy. She didn't say she wanted them cute. Oh, cute don't mean hey. shit to me. Not a thing. Oprah. Hey. Oprah, she ain't got to leave Stedman. Thanks. I'm like, look, put Stedman number in case I need to contact him for anything. Man, Stedman be kicking me. I'm like, y'all got another uh, guest house in the back? Because look, I knew I was doing something with Stedman been around about 30 years and he ain't cared about marriage yet. Oprah like, look, this was not going to happen. He like, shit, baby, I don't care. Long as I get to be with you and stay up under there, I'm good. I'm like, I'll see Stedman, he getting a fist bump. Ain't nobody going to leave. Ain't nobody going to leave Oprah. Man, I'm going to leave. Ain't nobody going to leave Oprah. King Bone, what's your favorite city? Uh, L.A. So, LA. LA. Yeah, good vibes. Attorney White, favorite city. Man, uh, I'm gonna go with my my Cape Town, South Africa. Man, mm. beautiful city, uh, beautiful ocean, great people. Yeah, I love to go to Africa. I want to go to Africa. Like I turned forty this year, man. I, I think I, babe, make it happen. Look, look up. Do what we gotta do. I got to touch the motherland this year. <clears throat> That's just a dope, dope, dope trip and experience, I'm sure, within itself. Yeah, like, hey, it's too many uh, movies and too many stories. Hey, Nico, throw the curveball. What you got for him? So, besides the people you connected with, this one just for King Bone. If you could get anybody tomorrow, it don't matter who to be your guest feature on a new track, who you picking? Drake. The biggest fucking rapper, you know, Drake, for yeah, sure, easily. It's, it's crazy how Drake can find a song or something that he like. He get on there. I'm like, if you run with it the way you're supposed to, you can make a hell of a career. Yeah. Take off of that one feature. Yeah, you getting a billion streams. I need Drake on it for yeah. sure, for sure. I got one That's for you, uh, Drake. Attorney, uh -oh. Mark, I got one for you. All right. So, what TV movie lawyer? Would you hire for yourself? Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. That really was. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it depends on what I was jammed up with. Now you're talking about for a divorce. You're talking about I can kill somebody. What you saying? Let's go for the gusto. You up for a murder charge? Oh man, you know I got to bring I got to bring Johnny back from the dead. I was just gonna say that. I got to bring Johnny Cochran back. From the day, man. Okay. Johnny got the proof of the pudding. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he didn't answer the question. Yeah, I, I just said, did that shit. Gonna call Method Man. I said TV or movie. <laughs> hey, Johnny is TV, man. Johnny, no, I'm still picking Johnny, Johnny though. I ain't gonna lie. Like an Annalise Keaton or yeah, something from I, I, How I, to Get Away with Murder. I need a character. I need a character. Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go old school, right? I, I I want I want Atticus Finch from uh from the Killer Mockingbird. Okay. 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 That's a hey, yeah. you want. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting hey, Proctor. Hey, Jess, who, who you calling? <laughs> I was thinking that. I I'll take Proctor. I think you say Proctor. Proctor. Jess, who you? Yeah, think? Proctor with the shit. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't gonna. I ain't Hopefully, gonna we ain't none of us ever need to call no lawyer for no murder charge. Hey, so, I'm gonna tell you right now, Annalise, Annalise Keaton, cool, but give me Matthew McConaughey when, in the time to kill. Oh, my, man's, my man's gonna get you off. You know what yeah. I'm he, hey, when he, when you when your lawyer will, willing to take an ass whooping for you, hey, I rock with him. Okay. Right. So look, Marvel, start with you. If you had one wish, what would it be? Uh, to be a trillionaire. Jeez. 
You feel me? To be a trillionaire. <laughs> That'll solve all the problems of everybody buying, I know. Well, you got to just start buying dumb shit. I'm like, yeah, man, I got a yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't do nothing with the nigga. Nah, I, was, I say that, right? Because if I'm a trillionaire, everybody I know is a hundred millionaires. I know that's yeah. right. You feel me? Like, I'm giving it away. I'm giving, you get a yeah, hundred million, you get a hundred million, you get a hundred At that point, it's like, if you're the only person with, with I'll make sure it put a lot of people in some positions. One, you got to put, some people, yeah. you got to know who they is. Some of y'all I could give outright money to, you're going to do what you're supposed to do. Some of y'all I got to give a little bit to and then put you in a position. Right. So that the money keep coming back, cause I'm like, you blow this, for sure. Don't call me it's no more. It's over with. Don't no. call me no more. I can't help you. So, but uh, but I'm damn sure gonna give it a lot. Of money. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, hey King Bone, give me your favorite movie. Ooh, I be into like horror films and shit. So I like I like like paranormal activity and shit like that. Like I like that kind of shit. <laughs> I like that kind of insidious and all them. So out of all like saws and them gory movies, I like all the conjuring. I like I that's just my favorite period. You know what I'm saying? I be liking that shit. Saw was probably the funniest I would. I could never get with the concept of me paying to get scared about some shit. <laughs> I was just like, the saw never scared me because I was like, bro, I just, one, I know I ain't finna just walk in this random ass building. I don't be doing motherfuckers wrong like that when a nigga looking for me. But some of that exactly. shit, I'll be like, bro, I can't watch this shit. I ain't finna be up all night because I'm worried about every little noise. And I, black people already get quiet and move funny when they hear that little one random noise. I'm like, not everything gonna trip me out the whole night. I'm like, y'all kiss my ass. Attorney White, favorite movie? Training Day, man. Denzel, he the greatest actor ever born. Oh, that's a good one. I fucks with that one. Training Day is a good one. Yeah, that was probably <clears throat> one of Denzel's hardest roles. In, and he had some great roles, but Training Day was just like next level. Like he convinced you yeah. he was doing like the plot twist at the end and everything. I'm like, shit. So. Biggest goal, King Bone. What's your ultimate goal? Of what you trying to do? Uh, change lives, bro. Like whether that be through my music and or or just you know for my influence. I love when I can just when I can just touch somebody in a in a positive way. Like you know, what I'm saying if somebody listens to my music and I can give them a message they need to hear. You know, whether that be through the music or in person, I just I just like making people feel good. I like changing lives, so that's that would be the number one thing. Like, just change as many lives as I can. You know what I'm saying? So that's really it. King Bone got a better answer than me because what I want is what I want is freedom. I want to do what I want to do from where I want to do it with who I want to do it with, and and not have to be bothered with nobody. I don't want to be bothered. I heard the hell out of that. So, 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 last question, y'all. Last question. I got one. This, this is for everybody in the room. This one ain't on the This one ain't on the paper, Nico. So I posted something yesterday. Hey, everybody, tell me what's the one thing that's gonna get your black card to vote? I'll go first. Oh shit! I don't want to answer that first. No. Okay. Okay. I don't fancy it. I can't say I don't like it. I can only eat it in small bit. I don't eat nothing involving sweet potatoes. Mm. 
I don't, I don't eat watermelon anymore. I grew up out in the country, and we ate so much watermelon that I just can't stand <laughs> it no more. I mean, I used to, we had so many watermelons that we would just break them open, eat the heart, eat the middle, the sweet part out, and throw the rest of it away and repeat all day long. Dang. I ain't had no watermelon over 20 years. <laughs> Got PTSD. King Bone. I listen to a shit ton of country music. If y'all knew how much country music I listen to, they would be like, yeah, this nigga can't be black. <laughs> I listen to country, country music. Has shit shit shit. Shit. They have great stories in country music. Sure Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. But you know how that shit go. When you say country music, they just be like... Nah, because people think all that honky-tonk country music, that extra shit, they just be like, why'd you listen to this? I'd have been in a country bar randomly with some co-workers. I'm like, it's kind of cracking in here. Like, y'all got some heat. Yeah. Like, hey, this man, you give a listen. It's a young brother from Kentucky, uh, Rashad. He's real big on YouTube. Uh, country, country music. Young brother, probably less than 30. Okay. Real good stuff. It's a uh, it's a dude here, too. I don't remember his name, but I went to the, uh, it was like the, the barbecue of St. Louis. They did something that I had to film some stuff for a brother of ours. And I'm walking around getting random footage, and it was a black dude up there. I guess he a country <laughs> artist, and he did his rendition of Tennessee Whiskey. Oh yeah. Now I done heard that song a billion times, but the way that brother sang <laughs> that song, I was like, bruh. Like I downloaded the song some more. So I'm like, bro, this he because when you can hear somebody else sing it, where you could kind of relate more to it, whether it's their vocals or just the persona of the person, it make you kind of tap more into them. Like, all right. A lot of country got that story. If you like storytelling, then you're going to get some good stories out of country music. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, going to give y'all my, my nice. black card revoked answer. And I know Jizz and Nico going to feel some type of way, but Hennessy is trash. Hennessy is horrible. It's the worst thing ever. It's nasty. You can look at me all you want, but I don't care. It's nasty. It's horrible. No, nah, I'm upset about that. I am. I've been upset about that since you said it. You're so disrespectful. Because um, I like it. You're so disrespectful. Hennessy, and it's not because I'm black. I just... I just like dark liquor. I, I love dark liquor. Y'all know I love dark liquor. But Hennessy but, is trash. I don't it's know, man. It's just something I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't, I don't like Hennessy. I ain't like Hennessy for years. Yeah. I, I, wait, look. I had Hennessy the first time when incre- they were like, hey, get, make you an Incredible Hulk. And I was like, y'all drink this? This is nasty. See, that was the downfall. That was a wild error. Putting hypnotic <laughs> in Hennessy was just a wild error in time. Like, I remember when we finally got yeah. old enough to try the shit. And I'm like, these niggas tripping. Why are we making this? And why? I just seen a bottle of hypnotic sitting on the shelf at the liquor store. I'm like, y'all still mass produce this? Right. Like, I don't trust nobody drinking hypnotic in, in 2022. Anything past 2010, you still drinking hypnotic? I'm kind of worried about it. You a skeptical person. It's like, like if I look at hypnotic the same way I look at MD 2020. Like, I can't do it. Now, MD 2020 yeah. got some good new flavors. It's when I'm trying to relive my own good moments in life. I'm like, man, I had a good time on this. I don't go nowhere and order the shit. I no, buy it, come sit in my house, so don't nobody notice I got it, and I do my thing. But you can't be out the, at the bar like, hey, yeah, hey, let me get an EJ. Like, Look, everybody, the store, like the whole world going to stop. The DJ going to stop the music and all of that shit. Like, hey, man, get him up out of here because we don't know what he's liable to do to at the start bar, it's next yeah, to uh, yeah, yeah. the game, the the game place. place. They sell bottles of uh, Mad no. Dog. I Hell see no. somebody walk around with a bottle of Mad Dog. I'm they sell it at the place. 
Man it be already Just told. Just because they sell it. But it already. Gotta go. It already be cold. Just picture this. You walking around the game place. You with your boo. Y'all each got y'all a bottle of Mad Dog. Chill. Nah, Good food. Nah. <laughs> I feel like that's a domestic case waiting to happen. Somebody gonna start fighting soon up in here because I'll just want. If, if, first of all, if me and my girls in there and saw two people with Mad Dog, I'm like, hey, hold your purse. Them niggas still. Like, I don't trust them right now. They here just, you in here walking around with it. It'd be different if you disguise it in a cup. But you gonna boss hog walk around with this big ass block bottle in your hand? Yeah. I'm scared. Look, that big you bottle ain't nothing like, for $4. Nah. It's gonna take Them the dirt. people that steal roaches from your ashtray. Facts. You gotta watch them type of people. Well, man, hey, hey Nico, I think it's that time, bro. Man, as always, man, y'all, we had a wonderful time, man. Uh, we kicked it. No, we done, this first time we'd have been close within time frame. We still over, yeah. but usually they, they really don't care. Hell, ain't nobody at the building some shit. We could have did yeah, several shows. We got keys to the motherfucker and some more shit. That's a whole nother story that I need to find out for another day. Yeah. I didn't find out until 15 minutes before we were supposed to log in. I'm just glad it went smoothly. Being from the crib, I usually run the show. So shout out to AD and Big Jizz in the building. Past Master Big Jizz holding it down there, making sure everything is ran the way that it's supposed to. Make sure, once again, we got to, you know, shout out King Bone for, for kicking it with us tonight, man. Shout out to you, Tony Roger White, as always, for coming, you know, kicking with us once a month, man. We enjoy having you on the show and continuing to push you on here forward. And then make sure y'all tap in next week. We got a wonderful episode. We got a chef in the building. Oh. We got Savory Delights. You've been in St. Louis, man. She makes some of the best burrito tacos in St. Louis. First of all. I'm still mad that she be running out of tacos by the time I get off. I get off work at three. Hey, bro, like, Every her shit's go, so good, you got to send her the money when she think about making it yeah. so she can reserve yours because, like, at the Taste of the taste of Black St. Louis, she had the longest line three days in a row. She made, like, 10 bands off selling tacos yeah. in three days. Yeah. Like, and they, so they wonderful. She coming. I done already made a request, so we finna send her some. She's supposed to make us these roasts. Pot roast sandwiches. Yeah, I saw. I saw a picture of them that she made. Yeah. And look, the cheese is her. The cheese, like she, I think she make the cheese, all of that. So I'm gonna get a roast to her so she can make it for us for the show, man. So we gonna make sure we kick it then, man. Make sure y'all tap in next week as always. And as always, your boy Nico the Great. It's the past, Master Granny. I'm on my way. (laughs) And it's your motherfucking favorite, Big Jizz. And we out. This thing. Uh oh. Hold on. Uh oh. Oh, and I you don't want to play my song on here. Oh, this I gotta pay. How you gonna charge me to pay for my own song? You broke it. You know it's on Apple Music for those watching Apple Music uh, on their streaming. I was on my library part, so that was probably the downfall. I don't know why it ain't popping up for me, y'all. We trying to get it up here right quick so we can end this. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> Maybe they will play it for me. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, they don't want to play the outro for us. So, y'all, we're Wait, going no, to just. On. Here we go. I got it. Here we go. Can you get it to work? We're going to do it like this. Oh, Lord. Hold on. Man, I don't know what they're going on, man. And it's crazy. How are you going to charge me to pay for a song I put up on here? Ain't that about a thing? And I was just using it, so I don't know why it ain't playing now. There we go.
We out this thing, man. Appreciate y'all. Maria says she feel like she's listening to a bootleg recording. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass.